I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. This is your much shorter Out of Time. Out of Time. Ooh. Episode 118. Yep. Um, whenever we say that, I always picture the Doctor Who theme. <laughs> <laughs> I want us to be at a TARDIS. Terrifying Doctor Who thing. I want to have a fantastic outfit on. Yeah. Scarves. Lots of scarves. All the scarves. Tons of scarves. It feels like I'm back in Scotland again. Scotland, you have to wear two scarves in the summer. The summer, you say? Oh, yes. They don't get a summer. Dear God. July was freezing. Fucking shite being Scottish. Yeah. Basically, yeah. If in the last uh, couple of seconds you've really enjoyed what's been going on, you can... uh, Go on back and listen to other wonderful little clips of us doing our thing on SoundCloud. If, if you're like, oh my God, this sounds terrible. Are you new? Joke's on you, son. Been at this for 118 episodes. <laughs> yeah, I know. And if you want to see the progression from our salad days at the library. <laughs> you call them bird days. Bur- bird days. Avian days at the library. <laughs> um, throughout our um, getting to know how to do this whole podcast thing. Sweltering through two summers. Um, not having a mixer. No mixers. Uh, Janky mic setups. Yeah. Then you can do that. Like I said, all at SoundCloud. That's where we live. All of our episodes. SoundCloud.com slash GeekDownPod. Give us a follow on there. They You'll get a notification. Magically come to you. A little, a little... Just to let you know. Just be like, hey, new episode. New episode's here. Come on through. Check it out. Yeah. They actually, you know, continue to do this. <laughs> they're still doing it. Just a reminder. Keep sending you the notifications. Yep. Still, They're still at this. Just like a pin on the board. But if you are like, stop bothering me. I do not have time for this. I have microbrewing classes. On Thursdays? I need to get my tote bags ready for the farmer's market on Sunday. My fixed gear bike is in the shop. I have to take the TTC everywhere. I need to update my Instagram page about felt. They've added new selfie features on Instagram. I need to take time to evaluate all the best ones that highlight, that give my face that natural glow. Is Venus or Mars better? I have flat tummy tea to promote. I am busy. I don't have time to just go to SoundCloud. Sound, ugh, ugh. SoundCloud. Like I'm going to SoundCloud every week. It's so busy. The page is so busy. If you were any sort of podcast, you would have a way to just bring these things to me. Uh, joke's on you again, son. We do have a way. We do. He's, you- a, he's a magical, fabulous way. His name. Wrong button. <laughs> I tried to do it without looking, and that's what happens. His name, Chauncey Frostilicus III. He works on behalf of us through Apple Podcasts. Yes, he does. So while you're at SoundCloud, you see the little Apple button. You press it. Take you to the page. You've already probably already there all the time anyways, because it's Apple, and you probably own lots of Apple things. Probably. You're downloading all songs considered already for your Sunday morning brunch. Globe and Mail reading. Your monocle reading. 
<laughs> um, while you're there, Justin Monaco, I love you. Send me more topics. <laughs> while you're there, if you want to uh, hit subscribe, then the episodes will magically appear at your doorstep. Wow. They just come to you. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. Like your food on Uber Eats. You'll be like, nobody is shopping at my Etsy store. I'm so depressed. Life will never get better. And then, oh my God, but there's a new episode of The Geek Down. And Jordan Cater just here to take your mind off it, Cynthia. Yeah. They just, you know what, Susan? They just, they're here to help. Logan. <laughs> Xander. <laughs> Fuck, we are assholes. Why do people keep coming here? Because you know what, Jordan? A, we get the episodes to them. B... They like hanging out with us. They do like hanging out with us. We're their new BFFs. But if you're new and you're like, oh my God, you people are vile. Is that what they call me once? Vile? Vile. You people are vile. We have a few ways you can let us know that we're vile. Go at Caitlin for once. Oh, um, at Instagram or at Insta, I should say, at GeekdownPod. Take your Insta or your Finsta. Yeah, we will. And we won't even judge you. We'll take your fake Instagram that you just want to creep us on. We don't care. We're not checking out your page anyway because I'm only there like twice a week. And I don't know how to work it. <laughs> Caitlin barely knows how to make a phone call on her phone, let alone. Yeah, I I like face dialed someone. She just discovered her sister on Instagram today and was like. It's full of great memes. <laughs> She's like, these memes are fantastic. Like, I laugh out loud. Fantastic. These memes are so dank. You know why? Because though my sister and I look nothing alike and are not anything alike, we have the same sense of humor terrifying i know it's great hopefully our powers never combined oh god um same with our twitter it's at geekdownpod um our gmail account is geekdownpod at gmail.com yep um and finally our tighten up the velcro (laughs) our 90s mall social media platform facebook cinch up the track pants louise (laughs) um is here for you it's at www.facebook.com forward slash downpod. We were trying a new thing lately and we've had some likes on uh, some more likes than usual. We've actually done something resembling promotion for this production. We're testing the waters. Testing the waters. It's a weird world out there. <laughs> it is weird. I don't know who any of you people are, but if you're listening now, hey. Hey, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging. Thanks for coming to our uh or like half one store, half the other store, store, because we couldn't afford the rent. Oh my God. Are we the Pizza Hut Taco Bell of... Yeah, we are. <laughs> podcast? We're the Pizza Hut Taco Bell podcast. We have to share the space because we can't pay the rent. No, we're more like a... We're more like a Spencer Gifts and a Things Engraved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. See if we combine both of those things. Yeah. Or like... That's what we are. Or like, uh, uh, like one of those... Build a bear and like <laughs> uh, like an an Asian like like store where it's they a, have it's like Build a Bear workshop on one side <laughs> and a Kunokia bookstore on the other. Yeah, yeah, that's how we are. Because we can't afford the rent in our overpriced, <laughs> desolate strip mall of podcast landscape. But actually, we're doing quite well on Facebook, so we'll be here for we're another there. six months. We hanging? Yeah, six maybe. Yeah. Hiatus pending. We're still discussing it. It's been a week later, so maybe y'all have screamed from the heavens that you don't want us to do this. You don't want us to go on uh, a break. You don't want us to have a vacation. The train, the train just never stops, Caitlin. <laughs> Give these people their content all the time. We don't even take a break at Christmas for y'all. Oh, we, oh, no. That's a lie. We did take a break at Christmas. Did we? I thought we just banked episodes. Um, 
I think we did bank episodes, but I just opted not to work on because <laughs> it was Christmas, and I was like, "You ain't getting it this week." <laughs> Too late. I'm eating snickerdoodles. Um, but speaking of being here for six months, if you want to like chuck some of your change at us so that we are here around longer. You know what you got to do? You know what you got to do? Listen. What do you got to do? We're kind of eyeing the door right now a little bit. Summer's coming. It's going to be mad hot in here. Yeah. We're it's already pretty warm. We're, we're thinking of other things we might do to better accommodate that. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's going to be hot regardless. Yes. And, you know, I got to start getting into book season. I got to be doing research. Like, listen, it's not a small endeavor to edit this podcast every week. No. It takes up a lot of time. It does. Like what? Caitlin going to leave? I'm just be like, well, let's settle down and... Start the, editing the podcast. No, no you I'm got gonna, video games to play. Oh, more on that in a moment. But I have more, <laughs> more footstools to kick into my TV stand. <laughs> um, you know, things to do. But we are open to being incentivized. Yeah. If you want to incentivize us to stay with you through the whole summer, there's an easy way you can do that. You can visit our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash geekdownpod. There's lots of stuff there. Uh, by this time, hopefully. There is a playlist done by me. Place your bets now. <laughs> um, uh, because this, like we said, this episode is out of time. I last episode realized I had forgotten once again to do the playlist. So hopefully that's up there. There's show notes. There are bonus episodes. It's all kinds of good stuff. There. We just put a bonus episode up. Yeah. We haven't announced it on the show, but like patrons, if you're ten dollars or more, get on that. You got some. You got some bonus episodes there. Yeah. So there's lots of stuff there. You can check it out. Um, and while you're there, you could be like, hey, I can give you like a dollar a month. That's fine. That just works out to $12. Caitlin, how much is a small coffee at Tim Horton's Coffee Emporium? I don't know. It's about $1.50. Is it $1.50? Okay. It's about $1.50. I imagine I, a tea is probably the same. I don't I don't buy either because uh, lots of them in Hamilton don't have any soy milk. Um, and you just buy a black and then that's gross. put soy milk when you take it back to your office why wouldn't i just make tea <laughs> it's a dollar fifty jordan you know what's cheaper what's cheaper than, than a cup of tea or coffee from tim horton's coffee emporium cheaper than that uh could be the geek down podcast could oh be goodness. your support of the geek down podcast oh my goodness because you know that you could give as little as a dollar a dollar a month what possibly in your life costs a dollar that brings you as much joy as much entertainment as much happiness as the geek down podcast I'm not going to bring up the Dollarama, um, but... What a Dollarama even costs a dollar anymore. That's true. That's true. It's called the Dollarama, but like they're, t- they're basically just like... It just means like everything's cheap and it's rounded to a dollar. Yeah. Most days are like four dollars. You know what you can get for a dollar at the Dollarama? What? Those fucking like personal ashtrays. <laughs> and we're much better than <laughs> personal ashtray. <laughs> That's the shit they have right by the, uh, the the cashier when you leave your impulse item. Yeah. Dollarama impulse items. Only other thing costs a dollar. And listen, I'm here to tell you, I don't have much by way of self-confidence, but I will tell you immediately, the Geek Down Podcast is better than a Dollarama impulse item. Absolutely. I think that should be our new slogan. Better than a personal ashtray. <laughs> the Geek Down Podcast. The Geek Down Podcast. So, with all that out of the way. Friends, I'm just going to let you into the uh, production Schedule? side of this side of this show. Because <laughs> uh, still, still the same Sunday that yep. we recorded the last episode on. And because we knew we were doing two episodes, made some notes mm-hmm. about here. what what we were because we wouldn't have any news because we've used up our news. We've used up our news on the first episode. Did a little chit chat. Yeah. On the first episode, we saved some chit chat mm-hmm. for this episode. This yeah. is an out of format episode as well. We both watched the same thing. Yep. This week, uh, we'll go with some timeless 
some timeless chit chat type of things. Um, so I'll just read one of the things I have <laughs> off down here that I believe was for Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Art class. Art class. So last summer, for those of you who have listened and been with us for a while, I took an art class. Yes. Uh, drawing one. Drawing one. Um, with uh, my teacher, who's great. Um, this is because Caitlin has said she works for a post-secondary institution, institution which means your, your staff discount applies to education when you work for an education institution. So for in-class classes, it's like this class is supposed to cost like $350. Yeah. It's $20. God damn it. Right? You want to put it all on blast. I was going to say all that, but... So, well, like, I just, I'm taking advantage. Why would, and why wouldn't you? Right? And I've amazing. always, I've always wanted to learn to draw and I have a lot of problems with self-study. I know mm. there's those people out there who can like read a book and know how to wire a sound system. Hey, listen to somebody who just fired up Duolingo again. Like yeah. <laughs> sometimes structure helps. Yes. So I do much better in a class environment with a teacher who can sort of correct what I'm doing and give me you know, give me some pointers. Drawing one was a bit of an emotional roller coaster for you. It was. Last last summer. I so had I'm a little surprised <laughs> that I'm back. That we're back. I'm a glutton for punishment. Um, I a, was it a box? It was a box. A box that was vexing you. Mm-hmm. Giving you, making you. Yes. Having Jordan moments over that box. Uh-huh. Well, this time, I the box went well. The bo- box went good. The box went good. All right. Yeah, it went very well. Um, sh- my teacher... Uh, Nicole was impressed. She was like, wow. Yeah. She was like, oh, yeah, look. I was like, look, I can draw a box now. <laughs> it's a hell of a box, Katie. I, I am moving on up. Um, <laughs> on my way. Yeah. And then she whipped out, um, so, you know, those giant paper bags that you put, like, lawn clippings in? Yeah. Yeah. So she flipped that inside out and crumpled it up and put it on the table. So we're all in a circle around the table and drawing away. This is very complicated because there are a lot of lines, mm-hmm. um, but subtle lines and the lighting's not great and complicated. Now, obviously, there is an open side to this bag uh-huh. uh, and it creates kind of like a tunnel. So I'm like drawing away, doing my best, shading in where I think I should be shading. And I realize at some point that I have drawn a vagina. Um, and it wasn't on purpose, but I was like, you know what? Georgia O'Keeffe would be proud. Um, and everyone I've shown this to, including the professor, uh, has said, yes, in fact, it is a very nice vagina. That's <laughs> way. And, uh, yeah, and sometimes things just end up so being different. Terrible, than you want them to be. terrible lawn bag. <laughs> Great vagina. Yeah. Um, and then last week was Caitlin's uh, vag won best vag. <laughs> Everyone else's vag won best supporting vag. Exactly. Shouts to Hakuafina. <laughs> no one else was trying to draw a vag. But <laughs> oh, 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 drinking asshole. <laughs> hey, you're tipping away your coffee. <laughs> God damn it! Almost came out of his nose. Ugh. Um. The last week was a little more harrowing. It involved me trying to draw a crumpled sheet. Oh. <laughs> and did you, sometimes... Did you draw another vagina? Uh, I did not. Is it going to be um, like that bit where... That Bill Cosby bit, rest in peace, you're not dead, but you are dead, where he was in shop class and no matter what he did, it just turned into an ashtray. Well, no matter what Caitlin draws, she just turns into a vagina. No, it just... At some point, 
you so the whole point of learning to to draw what you see is the seeing part. Yes. You're supposed to learn how to look at things and interpret the lines and shading. And that's the hardest part. It's not in the actual drawing. Um anyone can draw a box. What we're trying to draw is that box. Mm. Um so at some point, sometimes when you stare at something for two hours, you're like, I no longer know how to interpret these lines. <laughs> so at one point, I just, there was a section of it and I just put a square box around it and the teacher came by and went, that part, we're not fucking with that part anymore. <laughs> I'm not spending any more time erasing and redrawing whatever the hell those lines are doing. And she's like, that's fair. It's very cool. Nicole's very cool. Um, I'm just, you know, I do my best. Also, crumpled up sheets look like icebergs. Just a icebergs. tip for those, those people out there. So yeah, those are drawing classes. Beyond that, I like the act of drawing. I do find learning to look at things very mm-hmm. difficult. So, but yeah, having fun. All right. That's my, that's my art class update. Top, topic one for Caitlin. Yeah. We'll, we'll alternate. <laughs> topic two will be my topic. Yeah. Caitlin mentioned I have video games to play. Mm-hmm. I do have video games to play and I have been playing video games. Excellent. Throwback to old classics. Nice. Uh, GTA Online was having a, an event where basically, basically if you logged in at all during this week long period, they give you a quarter of a million dollars. Wow. And if you logged in every day during this period, every day you logged in during this period, they'd give you another 150K or something. Right. So I, you know, and they also had an event where basically every 90% of the jobs and missions and races in the game were giving out double money and double. That's cool. Double XP. I mean, at this point, I'm like level 200. Who cares about XP? I don't need it. But you always need money. And on an event like this, a race could get you like 40 grand. Right. Normally, a race can get you ten grand if you're lucky. Wow! Um, so playing a lot, ended up pulling about maybe uh, one and a half million out wow. of the game when this was all over. Which is, you know, we won't make that in real life. <laughs> no, we, we will make not. that in video no, games. No, we will not. And also, we barely make that in the video games. Like an influx of cash is not something I come across that much in in this game because the game has been trying to push people for a while now into like. Ever expanding. First, it was like buying a property. So you bought a night, you bought a house, right. or you bought a, or you bought an apartment, and like buying cars and clothes to like customize your character, and buying cars for races and shit. Right. Um, some people might want to buy planes and tanks and shit like that. Are, is this all in-app purchases, like you know, in-game purchases, or is this... with in-game currency? Yes. Okay, so it's not. They make their money by selling what they call shark cards. Okay. Like the in-game, the game's equivalent of a prepaid visa. Right. Um. Which can run from like four bucks for a hundred thousand GTA dollars up to like over a hundred dollars for an eight million. That's crazy. It's a fucking cash cow. Oh and yeah. This is like I think I read pretty much on the back of that when you take all that online commerce mm-hmm. into account. Like GTA Five is the most profitable, lucrative piece of entertainment. Yeah. That's ever been made. Um, it's one of the reasons, actually. So, for those of you who don't know, senior correspondent used to work in video games, and it's one of the reasons he left. Actually, the microtransactions, y'all. Yeah, and gotcha boxes. They'll just they're and they're evil. They're kind of this evil thing. They're gambling, basically. GTA has none of that. Right. Uh, to its credit, it's very straightforward. It's like shit might be mad expensive. Ain't nothing forcing you to buy it. If you but if you decide you got to have that flying car, right now. 
well, my dude, you're going to shell out a hundred bucks for an $8 million card and spend half of it on this shit and thing and spend the rest of it maximizing its stats with customization and shit. So weird. Anyway, I don't usually do that. I've never bought, never spent real money Mm -hmm. on this game, but they're always pushing you towards now starting a business. This is the way they like expand the game modes and what we call free play mode, which is basically, I think up to 16, maybe 32 people at most on the world at the same time. It's basically all of San Andreas and a group of character, a group of people running around at once, as opposed to where you're doing game modes where you kind of go into a separate, you know, lobby server, whatever you want to call it. Like you're just playing the game there. When you go back and your house and your cars and all that stuff, you're basically, you can run around the entire world of the game um, with these other people. And little events will pop up here and there. And all these business-owning type modes are tied into that. I think the cheapest version that I dipped my toes into was starting a motorcycle club. Very cool. And you can do, like, you know, document forgeries and cocaine running type stuff. If only they could do that with nice things, like opening, like, a veterinary practice. Pet shops. <laughs> um, I love that we both went to animals. <laughs> animals are harmless. Um, opening a zoo. And they also have... That requires you basically that's a risk and return thing, right? Like you're spending money to buy shit, whether it's drugs or whatever. You do a little mission, you maybe have to fight off some non playable characters. Um, there's probably a chase involved as well, or a time limit. Right. And then you build up enough stuff and then you try and sell it, and then you have to take it somewhere else to a seller. You'll probably get attacked by some more NPCs. I play solo. Yeah. And I can still hack most of this stuff. You know, it's a little harrowing. Mm hmm. But it's fun. You know, I like getting pinned down in a gunfight and behind yeah. a truck and having to take out, you know, 12 NPCs type of thing. Mm-hmm. The one that's probably best for soloing that I was reading was what they call CEO. Okay. Um, they have a few different, you know, there's like the motorcycle club, there's the CEO, there's like you run like a air traffic business, like you buy a hangar and like, and like you can run gun running with a... Sorry, I keep you keep on saying something, and I'm going, oh, that's really nice. And then you're like, gun running and drugs. And I go, oh. <laughs> CEO version, you get, you get like a nice office. Very um, cool. But then you have, the, so the office will cost you a million dollars. Then you have to buy a warehouse, which may be like another $800,000. Oh, my God. If you do vehicle import exporting, which is ultimately, I think, what I want to get into, because I like all the car-related stuff, which is right. weird, because I hate cars in real life, but when I play GTA, I'm like always about car shit. <laughs> um Yes, I hate cars in real life. I think they poison the environment. I think people too rely on them too much. And, uh, and second. yeah, public transit for everybody. And also where I grew up, it was car this, car that. And I was like, really? This is what we're hitching our horses to? Yeah. Amherstburg. Also, if you're in the Hamilton area, um, it probably already passed, but they're having like a transit commission, but like a made out of like people, people, citizenry. So you should look into it. Anyways, sorry, continue. And there you go. How was the public transit in Hamilton? Uh, terrible. <laughs> That's why they need a commission. Yep. So I was just doing like an import export thing. And this sort of thing is like you buy the warehouse, you go you log into the server, you know, and say, I'm going to buy, you can either buy one to three crates of something might cost you anywhere from three to $18,000. Right. You go, you have to buy it. Uh, you pick it up. And then when you're making the final delivery or when you are selling the thing, mm-hmm. the game will alert everyone else playing that this is what you're doing. That's stupid. And then anyone else can roll up on you and try and jack your shit. That's stupid. This is giving me nom flashbacks of Worlds of Warcraft. I say all this as a preamble to contextualize why, for the first time in decades, I was so infuriated playing a video game (laughs) 
I kicked my footstool so hard, it hit my TV stand, and I thought my TV was going to knock over. <gasps> that is how fucking enraged <laughs> I was to a level I don't even know the last time I was this mad playing a game. Did you say the F word? Oh, I said a lot of words. <laughs> I said a lot of words. <laughs> I said a lot of words. Um, yeah. So I, for a long time, played on a PvP server for World of Warcraft. Mm. Oh, the good old days. Um, <laughs> and I didn't mind the PvP server until it became a really fun pastime for level 50 characters to hang out in the 20 character zone, like 20 level character zones and kill you over and over and over again. Not just once where it's like, ha ha we killed like a group of level 20 characters. Keep them yeah, moving. We're amazing. Uh, let's go to a different area and do the same thing. They would just camp there yeah, hang out. and wait until you came back and do it all over again. That's called griefing olds. If you're unfamiliar. Yeah. And it was awful and it ruined the game. So I went to a non PVP server and had a grand old time. Cause I just wanted to skin some cats. And, and this is what every time I read a comment thread on the Rockstar Games Facebook page, it's like just people asking for that. Yeah. It's like, can you just like give people the option yeah. to just play without these fuckers? Like if you want to run around and run the risk of getting killed all the time, like the game is still fun. Yeah. You don't need to make the game not fun by giving people, you know, leave people to their own devices and that's the shit that's going to happen, especially in a video game. Yeah. The thing that set me off so much was... I was doing this mode. I think it was a motorcycle club mission where I was just like, uh, first of all, everything is spaced so far apart in these games when you're doing this. My motorcycle club might be in the northern part of the state, and it's like, I'll drive all the way downtown. It's like a four in-game mile drive. Oh, my God. It takes like 15 minutes to drive down there, and I'm just like, oh, my God. But it was like some guy was being held hostage in the subway. Right. So you had to drive all the way down to, like, the airport. Um, and I'm on my way down there. I haven't even picked up the guy yet. Right. So nobody in game has been pinged that like there's profit to be made if you, you know, kill Jordan. There's no profit to be made. Right. There's no point for this guy in a fucking armored car to roll up on me and run me down and then and yet- wait and do it again and again and again. And he's got a fucking armored car. So even though I'm lobbing, you know, grenade launchers at him and rockets and shit, it ain't really doing much. No. And I'm like, and th- when I see white, I think I mentioned this before on like Red Dead Redemption when like somebody would kill my horse and I was like, Mm-mm, fucker, I don't care what happens. I don't care how many times I die. I'm getting one win here and then I'm moving on. I cannot rest until I get the one win on these fuckers. Right. So I died maybe seven times in a row from this guy. Um, and then I just happened to spawn in an area where there was like a raised planter. Amazing. Like a cul-de-sac with a raised planter. Yeah. So I'm raised on this platform and he can't fucking ram me and he can't get to me. And plus he's also alerted the cops. Right. So now the cops are all swarming on him. They were swarming on both of us because we're both firing rockets in the middle of the street. <laughs> no, <laughs> that happens. As you do. But because I died and respond, the cops aren't coming after me. They're all coming after him. And plus he's trying to ram me and he can't get to me. And you know, you, you have your little like in-game gestures, gestures that you can make. You yes. can set it. However, I just happen to have mine set to the double bird. And I'm like, I can't fucking wait. And boom, I hit him with the double, <laughs> the double birds. And he had to get out of his car to even try anything. And I was like, I just waited. He's getting out of his car and I just fucking shotgunned his head off. And <laughs> then went up to his car, put a sticky bomb on it, blew it up and went on my way. Rescued the guy in the subway and then probably got killed by a flying car. Like you know, two seconds later. 
Because people Which, will spend a hundred and fifty dollars on real on money. in-game money yeah. to have a flying car, just so you can blow up my ass for what? What did you get out of that ten dollars of in-game money? People are weird. And the satisfaction that you ruined my day. Yeah, actually, that's exactly. <laughs> we should really dive into the psychology of this one day. The, the lesson of that is probably, and it's funny. Like if you read about, have I ever mentioned this to you before, or on the show about just people are approaching elements of GTA Online like urban studies. Really? Like you can chart urban flight in GTA Online because people like me who don't want to get fucked with. Yeah. It's basically, if, especially early in the game, if you bought an apartment early, the be- everybody bought the best, you know, the most expensive apartment. So they're all huddled around this one apartment building in the city. Right. So basically, if you step out, if you step outside, you're going to get fucking shot because there's always like chaos in right. that area. So a bunch of people bought houses and small, you know, less elaborate properties up in the sticks, up in the north of the map. But then the griefers got word of that and now they're doing the same thing. So like the vi- <laughs> the violence, violence, air quotes, has yeah. moved out of the city into the rural area. And like for people like me who just don't want to be fucked with, it's like there's rapidly becoming nowhere to go. Oh my god! People are like writing scholarly articles about this type, of, these type of patterns in GTA Online. Wow. Anyway, all that is to say, I'm no longer playing on weekends. <laughs> You're like, I'm done. I, I feel like that was my mistake too. I was like, I was like, I got home from work on Saturday morning and logged oh. in. And logged in on Saturday morning, and there were like four people on the map I was on. I was like, I need to maximize this. I just <laughs> fucking like did like as many missions as I could to try and stock up my warehouses. But then all day yesterday and today, it was like, I can't do shit. No. Like, and the mode they have that's double money this weekend is is lame. It's like a team versus team mode. Lame. But they just added it this week. It's called Trapdoor. Basically, you're on a raised platform and they have different map setups or whatever. And if you get killed, an area of the map will be red mm-hmm. and you'll see a little like, you know, Pomodoro timer like on the top of the screen right. counting down. And basically when that hits, that part of the map will disappear. But if you die, you end up on, in the red part of the map. That's where you respawn. And if you can manage to run your way back to the part that's not red, you get to stay in the game. But if you don't, you drop into the ocean and you die. It's, and, um, and you're out. It's like Battle Royale. <laughs> I don't know what mode we're ripping off here. but <laughs> Speaking of ripping off modes, I have yet to start Fortnite. I keep saying I'm going to dip my toes it? into that nonsense. But it'll probably be the same thing. Probably hop off the bus. Yeah, yeah, I'm off the bus. Blam. Cool. That was fun. Ten yep. minutes. Probably. Anyway, that's Video Game Rage. With, with Jordan. <laughs> I really wanted to find, um, I was actually specifically looking for an astronomy minute piece. Um, and there's nothing in particular, nothing exciting, but Hey, the night sky is always kind of interesting. So you should always take a look. So that's Caitlin's astronomy second. So I did have something that was brought to me. So E3 is probably a might be happening right now. might've already happened, right? but something I heard this week that I want to make sure I spoke to you about. Right. Uh, as well, considering video game talk. Yes. So somebody at Walmart Canada on May 9th done fucked up. Uh-oh. And a bunch of shit went up on their website Uh-oh. for about half an hour or something. Some of the games listed on there. Yeah. Uh, Just Cause 4, Dragon Quest 2, Lego DC Villains. Ooh. Uh, some game called Rage 2, another Assassin's Creed. And Caitlin McKinnon, Uh-oh. it's going to be very hard for you. Okay. What has been rampantly called the worst kept secret in games right now. What? Borderlands 3. What? What? Borderlands 3, for about half an hour, yep. was listed 
on the Walmart Canada website for oh pre-orders. So. So? Friends, if you're new. Oh, my gosh. Borderlands is definitely one of the early. You know what? If we were to talk about things that, like, you know, all time. If we were to really do, like, the Hall of Fame for things that we've given each other. You know, yeah. We do the end of the year thing every year. Yeah. But if we were to, like, it's been two years into this. If we were to really be, like. The best. These are the best, best fucking thing, things, things you ever yeah. brought. And they are a part of my life now. Yeah. And I have internalized them. They are everything. You bringing me Tales from the Borderlands. Was definitely because the amount of fucking hours I then subsequently put into <laughs> Borderlands 2, 1 and 2. Yeah. I think that's how it went, right? I had no yep. experience with yep. it before you brought it to me, right? No. Yep. And then Borderlands 2 went free on yep. Xbox Live. And I bought that. And then you brought me the first one, I think. And like to this day, up until the day I got a PS4, and if my character would have crossed over, oh, yeah. I still would be playing fucking Borderlands 2. Yeah. So here's a story from PC Gamer. That ran uh, 20 days ago as of today, so sometime in April. So apart from an outright confirmation that some sort of Borderlands development definitely exists, nothing much has been heard this year. No official release date for Borderlands 3. But a earnings call from the publisher with investors uh, slated a possible holiday to fall 2019 release window. Right. Uh, So it's still like a year window. People have been referring to Borderlands 3 as far back as 2012. Um, God, has it been that long? It has been that long. Yeah, I mean, we really don't know anything about it, aside from the fact that now it seems more likely to be a thing that will exist and possibly will have been teased or trailered at this E3. Which is amazing. Because... Borderlands is fucking great. It is and great. hysterical. And like It is. It's funny and it's fun. I remember when I first saw the trailer for Borderlands and was just like, I have no interest in that. One, yeah. it's an FPS and I don't fuck with FPSs. And two, the cell shading, I didn't really think looked that great. I didn't think yeah. the graphics were that great. Oh surprise, if it's written fucking flawlessly, you can get past some uh, And and Tales from the Borderlands is it's like peak amazing. Closest thing to a Borderlands three we've had since, right? Because yeah. it takes place uh, after Borderlands two. So, yeah. Get back to that. See if you should see if that's on sale on the on the old PSN. Woo. Moving along. Moving along. Caitlin. What else do we have on the list? Why do I have Cats the Musical <laughs> written on my notes? So, when I was a kid, uh-huh. I was obsessed <laughs> with cats. Many a young lass. Love them some Andrew Lloyd Webber. I'm talking like when I was like three. Oh, my God. I had just seen the trailer for cats. Sometimes they'd air a commercial when it was like coming to town. Yeah. You know, this March at the at Detroit's Fisher Theater. Exactly. Cats. And you, I just see like five seconds of mm-hmm. some sort of production and just be like, what is that? And I think maybe PBS had like a clip that they showed at some point. And we know I was all about the TVO. <laughs> um, Television Ontario, for those of you. El Yas, son. The province. Um, and so TVO for us was was PBS. They basically showed a lot of P- PBS content. Um, and I had like a cat's shirt that was like a pink halter shirt that had all these like... No. You know when they no. would rip it and no. they knot it? No. I was, no. I was like oh three, four... 
Oh my god, Linda, if you're listening to this episode, Fiona, if you have any images of this, I need this in my life. <laughs> I don't think they do. Oh my god. Anyways, so I don't know who got me this shirt, but I think they must have known I was like obsessed with Cats the Musical. I went around doing this with my hands. So we're making the cat just near. It was like cat. <laughs> I don't know why it came up, but this this morning, again, this this is out of time. So if you're probably texting me about this right now, I have no idea why <laughs> you're texting me about this. Why is everybody talking to me about Cast the Musical today? Yeah. Um, but this morning, somehow got on about the musical Cats. And Chris is making some mention about it. And um, I had said, oh, I, I, I know the musical, but I, I don't, I've never seen it. And he was devastated. He was like, absolutely. so we went, we spent like a good 15 to 20 minutes. Did they ever release like a home video version? Uh, they of- did. Yeah. Of, of like the, f- okay. So he's trying to explain part of the plot. Do you know anything about cast and musical? It's based on this weird ass, like throwaway children's poetry thing. T.S. Eliot wrote, isn't it? Okay. Well, see, didn't know so that. Like Mr. Mephistopheles and shit yes. comes from. Yeah. So yes, Elliot wrote a book called The Book of Cats, something something Book of Cats, and this is based off of that. Okay, because now now this is even more interesting. So so senior correspondent Chris is trying to explain the plot to me. And he's like, and we're listening to like the the song Memories that Sarah Sarah Brighton sings, and and she's a cat and she's all sad and she has this weird cat coat on and everyone's a weird cat. And he's like, I was like, that's uh, that song's always so sad. It makes me feel so sad. He's like, it's okay. Her like long lost husband comes back from the dark side of Jupiter or, or, or heavy, heavy side of Jupiter and brings her back there. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you've never seen cats. Did you know about this? No. Okay, so apparently Mr. Mistopheles, uh-huh. who is a magical cat, mm-hmm. he's a magician cat. He's a magical Mr. Mistopheles. Yes. yes. Um, uh, cannot... It's like the Dr. Zayas of the cats universe, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm thinking of the Simpsons. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. So he never, he's the only cat who never sings, never says anything, but he has this amazing, like, dance sequence with sparkles. Um, <clears throat> and he can bring people to the heavy side of Jupiter. Why are they going there? Why I can he do this? No, I was What's trying. there for them? Your cats. I, I don't know. I don't can they survive? Do they wear space helmets? Like and are they actually cats and this is just how they see the, each other or is this a weird dystopian with mutant humanoid cats? I don't know. I have so many questions. So folks <laughs> next episode <laughs> All you Weberheads out there. There will be an update about cats and I will tell you about the weirdness. Also the eighties were weird. Also, I've Mr. Rumtum Tugger has definitely made some children realize that they were bisexual or gay in the late eighties. Absolutely one hundred percent. Mr. Rumtum Tugger, the lost in space moments of early eighties musical theater. He is um just i don't know who plays him in the video clips we're watching i might need to find this out he is for a cat man (laughs) he's extremely sexy and it is kind of weird i think he probably made people furries is probably the more and that's why a lot of furries out there that's why all the millennials are weird okay it's disney cartoons 
uh, Fox and Cats the Musical. I have a furry following me on Instagram for some reason. I have no idea what drew him to my Instagram page. Well, now... I'm not, like, I'm not like blocking him or anything. You can live, buddy, but just... Mm. You should give him the link to this episode where we talked about <laughs> cats. This may, may reveal a lot of questions he has about his own sexuality. <laughs> Anyways... I just... Well, that's Cats the Musical. The, it was a very weird morning, yeah, yeah. okay? This was today? This is today. A very odd Sunday morning for you. Very strange. But now I am definitely drawn towards Cats the Musical. So. So. Only one thing by way of updates today. Okay. I've been saving it. Oh, and for everyone, anyone who's listening, yes, I've already seen Solo. I'll talk about it next week. <laughs> speculating. Uh, no, I'm not speculating. This is, I can see into the future and I've already seen it. So I had mentioned a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. having finished the Asian love bus, Ainori. Yes. <sighs> Shy Boy and Casco for life. Um, that Netflix was, as they do, ready, ready at the helm. To say, Here, Weeb, here's another one. Here's another one. And this was called Real Love. Yeah. And I had said the premise of this show. Was eighteen people, an Okinawan hotel yep. resort for three days, find love, pair up, get it done, catch. Done. Everyone has a terrible secret. Oh, see, I don't even do our own sound of. I was about to go dun dun dun. But I, don't, I don't have dun 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 anymore. I took out dun dun in favor of <gasps> Caitlin yeah. Gasp. Yeah, y'all. I watched all of this show. Okay. There's like bachelor level trash fires mm -hmm. and like jersey shore level trash fires mm -hmm. this is on some other other trash fire what do you think this is a change do you think this is an, a change in like how japan sees itself no or? i think that i'm a, honestly i'm japan i'm amazed y'all let this out to the world yeah that's what i'm saying like this is on some like you know bootleg you expect to see us on like some bootleg youtube clips no it's, right. not, it's not like that show where like the guy had to live with like had to survive by winning free contests and getting using <laughs> coupons and shit for a year and then he they're like you won and they made him do it again for like another year type of thing oh like God. and he almost killed himself it's not like that what is that i'll send you a link i'll send you a link to that another time <laughs> oh it's like a huge thing it was like a guy they had a comedian like they put him basically in like a box no clothes, no nothing, and the only way he could try to like survive and live was to like win things from content from free contests oh and my using God. coupon giveaways and stuff. Yeah, and he did it. That's horrifying. He did it. He survived, and then it was like, "Here's your prize," and they threw him in another box. And it's like, "Do it again for another six months or something," and he like almost killed himself. He was just broken by the end of it. I think there was like a Vice article on it once. I'll find I'm it like you. actually horrified, as you should be. Anyway, if you've been watching. The Fuji TV Netflix offerings. Yes. Up to this point. Little Tokyo Diner. Yeah. A little Kintaro Sweet Tooth Salary Man. Yeah. Little Ainori Love Bus. And definitely Terrace House. This one might get thrown in your queue and you're like, cool, more of it. Japan's great. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. Should they should yeah. they have a warning on it? Tough road to hoe on this one, <laughs> I'm afraid, y'all. Um, no panel on this show. Right. But two hosts. Okay. Man and a woman. The man is garbage. I'll give you the biggest problem with this show. Okay. To say this show has a woman problem is being generous. <laughs> Putting it mildly. So I do not know the names of any of the characters. All I will do, if you're ever going to watch this show, I mean, skip. 
because I'm gonna say what everybody's. I'm not gonna say whose secret it is, but I'm gonna rattle off all the like terrible secrets that I can remember. So, and it's a big part right of the now. show, obviously. Yes, and but I mean, it's always, but I mean, it's obviously they edit it in such a way that like people's this person's secret is being revealed mm-hmm. at like the worst possible time, mm-hmm. like because wherever you are, whatever you're doing, that bong goes off and they hand you the car. You've basically written your confession. <gasps> You have to read it out loud, uh, no matter who you're with. You could be on a one-on-one date with the girl you like. Oh, my God. That bong goes off and they hand you the envelope. Uh, you then have to read your confession in front of this in front of this girl. So I'm just glancing at a cast photo now to try to remember some of them. I do remember the first one was a, <laughs> was a guy who was there doing magic tricks earlier. They're just kind of like having a social at the start. Yeah. Hanging around, having some drinks. He's doing magic tricks. The host is making fun of his... Uh, He's just like, why is he doing magic? Are you 12? Are you at a child's birthday party? Like, what are you doing right now? Um, bong. He's first one. He gets his envelope handed to him. Mm, porn star. Right. Worked in the industry. Amazing. Everybody kind of mad chill about it. Yeah. It's your job. It's just what you do. Yeah. Although the host, the two hosts do start calling him Mr. Porn Magician, <laughs> which the male host at one point says sounds like the worst Yu-Gi-Oh character <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Yeah, that got a big lull for me, too. It's like, it wouldn't be very strong. <laughs> wouldn't be a good card to pull. Um, and then they're on, like, individual dates. Right. Uh, a few of them. And basically, I think it was the girls got to pick the dudes first. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was like, they did this twice. Once the guys got to pick a girl to go on a date with. If more than one, again, more dudes than girls, mm-hmm. like Anori. You want to get tension that way, I guess. I guess. But it's basically like, no, it started with girls picking dudes and if more than one girl picked a dude it was a group date so it might be like right you know three girls and a guy go horseback riding type of thing <laughs> the next secret gets revealed it's this guy and this girl and they're like trying on traditional okinawan garb or something it's so, so sweet blah blah, blah. <laughs> i don't have a bong bong secret time <laughs> handed to him he's on a date with this girl admitting that he had a bad breakup and then basically like man hoarded up and he was like 25 and had 150 sexual partners. Like, wow. <laughs> and she's, <laughs> you know, I have a screenshot of it cause I was losing my mind texting anybody who would listen like live reactions <laughs> to this show. And this is, <laughs> this is a screenshot I sent to a friend when like this moment was happening when he's like reading off about how he just used women and he never been in love and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I said, dude, out on a date when suddenly gets handed an envelope and has to read out in front of his date how he's a sex addict who had 150 partners by the time he was 23 and the girl just has to sit there like oh that face <laughs> it's a picture of the girl sitting there listening to it just just. Like, the, the subtitle from the host she's not going to be able to handle this <laughs> no so uh, that's that's one and then we get to the first like girl who reveals her secret? Yeah. Who's on the, the horseback date? Um, other secrets up to this point. Uh, a dude who very clear, like no one was surprised by this. Um, he was a plastic surgery addict, and he was mad in debt from getting all this work done Ooh. to his face. Yep. I mean, his teeth looked like they were made out of my sink. Like, so like <laughs> no surprise there. Um, but I was really curious at this point. I'm like, let's get some ladies in here. I want to hear some of their secrets. Um, so one of the horseback outings this yep. comedian this comedian drew like three three girls apparently okay i don't get why um because they want to see his magic porn trick i get no that the different guy oh oh i don't think magic porn trick got a got any got any love oh. um re- I, really for the rest of the show i love magic tricks 
be like, you work in porn? Fine. Yeah. Pick my card. Um, so the first girl reads her secret and it's basically, she's like an athlete groupie. Yep. Like she basically, she kind of been hump and dumped by a bunch of athletes. Okay. Um, the slut shaming on this show legitimately is capital O offensive. Really? The guy she says it to. Yeah. And all the people are there, like the other three, two girls on the date and yeah. the dude she asked out are all standing there and he's just basically like, well, that was your choice, right? Like that kind of says something about your character type of thing. What the hell? The hosts after, you know, Mr. Sex Addict, Mr. Porn Magician. Yeah. What's her nickname? Athlete Eating Slut. <gasps> Athlete Eating Slut. And I'm like, what? Yo. What? This is fucking gross then there's another girl at dinner who has to like reveal she's like 23 she's definitely like a like i'm probably not using she probably is not a harajuku girl but like when you think of a harajuku girl right this is what she looks like she's super young she only cares about instant things she just wants to find cute things to insta that's like <laughs> what's her job i don't find cute things to insta um and she she might have worked as like a barista or hostess and uh like a maid host cafe, cafe or something like that right um time for her secret she gets up, she reads it. She had this terrible boyfriend who like was abusive and like, uh, I'm going by the subtitles, right. so who knows? But the phrase was, made me, wanted me to eat his poop. <gasps> and what the hell is the show? So, what did I tell you? <laughs> what did I tell you? And then, so by her estimation, because she's broken yeah, and acting out and doesn't think she deserves to be loved. By her estimation, maybe she guesstimated she'd been with 300 guys. Oh, my God. Guess what she's called? I don't want to know. 300 slut. <gasps> and, like, I'm clearly not the only person who from the West who has watched this show and been like, what, what? are they even saying what right now? What the hell? Um, and people, I've seen some tweets or maybe a Reddit thread or something that broke down the word, like, do we just not have an equivalent for that word and they're using the best they can? And it's basically like, no, I don't remember the exact Japanese word, but like a literal translation is like fuck dick or fuck pussy. And yeah, it means that's what it means. That's the word they're using. It's like, this was not, this is not a show that would have aired oh my gosh. on network television in Japan. But the thing is, yeah, aside from like that comedian who was like, that's your choice, you know, blah, blah, blah. Most people are kind of mad chill about what they're confessing to. Right. Like the hosts are fucking awful. Right. But the other contestants are like real forgiving. So let's rattle off some other ones that I have on here that I can see. Uh, I see this one girl. She went bankrupt because she had like a $20,000 debt or something because she was an un, she was an idol with a shady management oh, company. Okay, yeah. And then she wanted to like make a video to talk about shady management groups and it was terrible and she spent all her money on it and that oh, sort of geez. thing. There was a girl who went bankrupt getting a boob job. There was a dude who got cuckolded. There was a dude who <laughs> had erectile dysfunction and could only get off if he was stealing other people's girls. Oh. <laughs> he admitted to that. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who else was in here. Oh, and one guy was just a weeb. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's, just, he's, he's, he's the guy we always talk about. Like if you bring your girlfriend, if you bring a potential girlfriend home and you've got like tits out like anime figures all in your house yeah like they're gonna think something he, that's his house ah um 
he actually ended up hooking up with 300 girl uh, oh, by the end that seems really because she like asked him questions like by the end of it they all like confess their love right the dudes confess to the ones they're picking yeah and he picked her just because he's like you didn't you asked me questions. You seemed interested in what I liked, and I want to learn more about what you like. Blah blah blah. And she like cried, and they got together, and I was like, "That's so lovely." <laughs> That's really lovely. Um, as awful as it would be about the slut shaming, and like homeboy who was the worst for that, you find out that he was basically like raped by his sisters, his uh, brother's girlfriend oh, when he was young. So he's like not trusting a women, and definitely has has some stuff there. Right. Which would explain some of his other behavior on the show as well, probably. So I mean, yeah, that explains maybe why you don't like women, and you're quick to call them sluts and everything. But dude, you're fucking awful. The oldest dude there, the 41-year-old, yeah. cross-dresser on a live stream. Okay. Everybody mad chill about that. Yeah. He dresses up. He puts on his cross-play. Yeah. At one point, hangs with the girls for a bit. Some of them are weird. A little meh. Some of them are... Into it. Okay with it. Yeah. Um, And one is clearly a transgender woman. Right. Like, and when that became clear mm-hmm. and she confesses, she's she likes the comedian. Right. Even though he's been kind of awful to the other women, uh, she's... She still kind of likes them. Still wants to see where it'll go. And it's another one of these things where they're like on a date together. Right. And she, uh, <laughs> the ding goes off. <laughs> Time to read your, your, your secret. So she confesses that she was, she was born male in the process of transitioning, blah, blah, blah. And I was just dreading what he was going to say. Not even what he was going to say, but what are the hosts going to do? Are they going to call her by male pronouns? Are they going to be... How, how are they going to be? And surprisingly, they weren't. And slut-shaming comedian was like mad chill with it and like picked her by the end. And then they caught up with them in like Tokyo later on like an epilogue to the show. And they were like still together. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Like, so you're a terrible slut-shamer, but mad chill about dating a transgender woman. Nobody's ever one thing. Yeah. The infuriating... Shades. The extra Shades. infuriating thing... And I'm not getting all the secrets here because I can't make out the photo I'm looking at here. So the guy who got cuckolded yeah. and got divorced, mm-hmm. that's the key point, divorced. It's a big deal. Over there, apparently it is. Yeah. Because he, he came home, found his wife in bed with another man, which oddly enough was apparently a scandal that embroiled the female host of this show. Oh. <laughs> that's what she was known for. Oh. She was in uh, Morning Masume, I think. I don't remember her name, but she was in the idol group Morning Masume, uh-huh. retired to be an actress or a host or some TV host or something. Got caught in bed by her husband with another man. It was this huge controversy. So they're like cracking jokes about it when he makes his confession. The male host is like, is it cool if she's standing here? You want me to get rid of her? Like, you're just reminded of it every time you see her. And she's like, oh, stop it. <laughs> I know. I cheated on my husband. Um, so then like he tries to make it work with her, with his wife. She says, nah, she divorces him. His father like beats the shit out of him because, you know, oh whatever, God. sure, whatever shame and dishonor he's brought to his family type of thing. What um, is this? Like- but this sort of enamors him to some of the women there, you know. Yeah. He's cute. He's not in pornography or a sex addict or riddled with debt. Or a um, magician. Or a magician. So maybe we'll uh maybe we'll check him out. And he kind of has a love triangle going on with a youngin. Yeah. Who's like twenty four. Okay. And this gorgeous I think she was thirty four. Right. She's the the oldest woman there. She was thirty four. And they're both, both of these women are kind of into him and they're the last two to confess. Right. Uh, they're on this like boat. <laughs> on this oh, boat trip, So nobody can go anywhere. They're on this like boat. First girl confesses on the boat and hey, our second porn star of the trip. Nice. She works in porn actively with no, she's like, I have a dream. I have something I want to work towards. This is how I'm making money for it. So I'm not stopping anytime 
soon. I've been in like a hundred movies. Like cool. I still work. This is my name that I work under. And then they throw up a picture of like her with her tits out. And I'm like, Oh Jesus. All right. Also Google Haruma Ayani. Uh huh. <laughs> and then it gets to the end. The last thing they're in like this chapel where the dudes are going to like call up the girls. They want to like confess to their, their love for Yeah, you know, very transactional in Japan. Always like, you just set up a meet, just set up a meeting on some like I like you, be my girlfriend type shit. Yeah. Um. So they're doing all that, and now the the last one, the hot, the hot old older air quotes, the hot thirty four year old. Yeah. Um. Goes up and reads her confession, her terrible secret. Yeah. Divorced single mom of three. That's her terrible secret. That's her terrible secret. And when it comes time for the dude, her and the porn star were both into to confess. Yeah. He's like, I can't confess. And they're like, okay. And he's like. Because of my job and the company I work for, like I'm an executive, I can't be with a porn star right now. Blah blah. blah. Like gorgeous single mom, who by the way, you popped out three kids and you and you look like that. Like yeah, she's not even a consideration. Uh-huh. You just can't be with the porn star. I'm like, I'm ready to email the producers and be like, listen, <laughs> I will fly to Japan and raise that woman three bastard children today. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, they're not bastards if she was married. Um, they don't have a dad now. Yeah, but. Um, <laughs> He's no, he's gone. He's gone. He's out of there. Um, yeah, I don't even. Of course, she's older. Like the best I can do is this like grainy photograph. Like that's the single mom in the black. Oh wow! Yeah, man, you gonna tell me? Look at those legs. You gonna tell? And she had legs this, for days. She had this go- adorable little like jumper overall dress she was wearing throughout <sighs> some of the dates, and I'm like, homeboy, you gonna tell me that if you were conflicted, and your choice was porn star and single mom? Yeah. That. <laughs> Wow. You maybe don't try to give it a go with the single mom. If you're disappointed and you can't be with a porn star, you don't be like, maybe I'll try it with the girl I also liked on this trip. That's weird. Anyway. Japan's weird, guys. So, I mean, they followed up with three of the couples that hooked up. Um, the comedian and the transgender woman who were having just a lovely outing. Yeah. Um, exchanging Christmas presents, I believe. I don't, I don't remember who the second one was. And then one of the, like, least interesting couples were the... Uh, the idol who went bankrupt and the old guy who cross-dressed because yeah. they were like he like confessed the old man confessed to her by the end of the show and they but there was like no storyline there for them because they both confessed really early so it's like right hey they picked each other and they're on a date check in on them no they're fine <laughs> <laughs> moving on um but then when they uh when they went to check up on those two he wasn't he was in full cross-dress mm-hmm. but he wasn't with i think her name was yuzo he wasn't with her he was with the like boob job bankruptcy girl oh and they're like oh what's what's that about and he's like i haven't been able to get in touch with her since we came back oh so i texted her and see if she, see if she wanted to get together um it was just like i don't know we're just friends he's really old i don't know and the, <laughs> the boob job girl at the first dinner yeah was talking about how clitoral stimulation is really her jam not so much on vaginal right really likes clitoral people strangers she just met at the first dinner <laughs> that's like her so it colors in certain elements of that obviously exist in Japanese life. You know, if you want a full, if you want to get a full meal of Japanese media. I guess. As far as like, you know, the chill terrace house, everyone talks and calmly discusses their issues. And then before moving along, gorgeous shots of the Japanese forests or this bachelor <laughs> knockoff garbage mess trash fire like I've never seen before. Can we just watch Tokyo Diner? More Tokyo Diner, please. And I haven't. I, I got a tip off to one okay. that I haven't. Uh, I haven't made much. What's the word? I haven't made much headway into yet. Um, 
that I was talking to. I had some friends over a couple weeks ago. Listeners of the show. Hello, Chris. Hello, Julia. I may I may have been talking about Wakagozake, which I think I've mentioned on the show before about the single woman who goes to eat by herself. Yeah. And now I checked out a couple of the live action episodes yeah. of that. They're half hour long, which is way too long for this show. <laughs> this is why you haven't gotten it. The show. Yeah. An animated short of like seven minutes. That was perfect. Half an hour show. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, but it was like still had the same vibe. She'd go to a restaurant. I think the people playing the waiters in the restaurant are the people who work in the restaurant because it's like an actual place. And then at the end of the episode, it'll be them talking about their restaurant. Right. You're like, this is what we do. Come here. Here's the location with the a- <laughs> with the hours and, the, and where you can find it. A very sur- a very similar Korean show to Wakagozake yeah. is sitting on Netflix right now called Cravings or The Cravings. Uh-huh. Um, not as good as pasta. Probably not, but still the same type of vibe. Uh, Korean office worker in her early 30s gets broken, broken up with by her boyfriend. And... There's a lot of centers around food and going out for meals with her friends and stuff. And then at the end of the at the end of it, she'll uh, you know make the food and teach you how to make the food that was in the episode type of thing. Amazing. Comp. Comp. Um, sorry, I'm still like shaken from your story about <laughs> like I'm still real love has still got Caitlin shook. Y'all. I am shook. Like what specifically? Nothing. Just like the like people being horrible and the slut shaming and the like, slut shaming was really. And the, Unbelievable. And and the like the secrets and like how being a single mother of three is still on the same level as like sex addiction. Like addiction is a real problem. Being a mother of three is not a problem. I um, think I think the one thing she said, because sometimes they'll have a little like, you know, confessional moments where the producers talk to them or whatever, and like, you know, the title card says like, How was your secret impact of your life type of thing? And she's basically like I just get told it's okay to date, but, like, marriage isn't an option. Which is crazy. I guess you can't, like, you know, be a step-parent in... So weird. Blending families is a no-no in Japan. I don't know. Apparently, besides them breaking teacups and putting them back together with gold, (laughs) they don't do that with families in Japan. Take a lesson from yourself, Japan. And I'm like, oh, my God, why is she old? She has no social media. It's killing me. Killing you? I want to creep her on Instagram. With your with gorgeous your finsta, we've been over this, Caitlin. I don't have a finsta. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm shook, but I'll get over it. <laughs> Do you have anything else, or would you like a moment to recover? No, I think I'm good. I don't have anything. I All need right. some time to recover. We'll I take need some, to have mo- some juicy drink. <laughs> we'll take a moment to recover, re up our juicy drink, and when we come back, we talk about some berry. Yeah, we brought each other the same thing. Caitlin brought week. it. Caitlin brought it. I brought it. Let Caitlin pick this week on the old the old single topic app, and we'll get yeah. into Barry. What the hell that is? If you're like, well, I don't even never even heard of this. Barry talking about a guy named Barry. It's about Barack Obama. I wish Barack Obama, motherfucker. We'll be back after this break. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. This is usually the part of the show where we talk about the things we give each other. But this time... Not today, son. We watch the same thing. Yeah. Uh, We do this every once in a while just to kind of change it up. And if there's something new going on, we want to check it out. Neither of us have. We'll watch it. And normally, I'm the one who brings these things in. He's like, hey. 
have you watched this? And I go, no, I don't watch anything. I go to art class and sleep. And he goes, let's watch this. And I go, okay. And because I listen to like 17 culture podcasts, culture podcasts. (laughs) We knew what you meant. The stroke is setting in. And because I listen to 17 culture podcasts every week, working midnights. Yep. Sometimes I hear the same thing come up on a bunch of them. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that seems to be something people are interested in. Hey, Kate, want to watch this? Want to check it out? Want to be topical? Want to be part of the discourse? I'm like, I guess. Okay, I was like, fine. We can't just watch a burner she wrote for like 11 <laughs> seasons and talk about that. But this week, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Caitlin, you pick it. You pick what we watch. And, and so- Caitlin left me somewhat dumbstruck yeah. with what she picked. We'll get to that in a moment. Before we do, we got rules. We do have rules. So the rules still apply this time, even though we haven't brought each other something The first rule being the rule of three, which is the rule that if the thing comes in episodes or parts or issues, we will watch, read, consume three of those. Yes. Just to give the show a chance to become what it's trying to become. Yes. Um, This is a show, so it (laughs) was important that we did that. It's a show. But straight off the bat, it kind of did its thing, so... Yeah. Um, second rule is hashtag save it for the pod, which was so hard. I even briefly brought up something at breakfast, but I restrained myself afterwards. Uh, we do this so that we can give you guys the freshest of takes. All them takes. All them takes. Um, because we know it's uh, important to have piping hot takes. Um, wow. The, the third rule is not really a rule. It's just a policy. There will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. Yes. This is a new show. And it's pretty spoilery. Spoilery. Yeah. If you're ever going to watch this show. Get the fuck out. Jesus. I was going to be nicer then, but you know what? Yeah, Caitlin's right. Get the fuck out. I mean, out. in the nice, nicest way. If you could get the fuck out. That would be great. We'd, we'd really appreciate it if you It'd could get the fuck out. so good. We'd really make our lives easier. We don't want to have to call the police on you. If you could just get the fuck out. <laughs> we will call the police because we're white. We're white and we have no sense your of shoes could be on, Your shoes could be untied and we will call the police. Yeah. Because uh, like... That's uh, so what the white people do. <laughs> Funny because uh, it's true. Stop calling the police white people. God, we're awful. Um, so, Barry. Um, What's Barry, Kate? It is an American dark comedy television series created by Alec Berg and Bill Hader. Alec Berg has written all kinds of things. Is part of He's written for Seinfeld and like a million other comedy shows. Um, and then Bill Hader, famously um, from SNL. Um, has done lots of other things since then. Bill Hader might be in the Hall of Heroes. He might be in the Hall of Heroes, actually. Um, we both love him and think he's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so it stars, uh, also stars Bill Hader as the eponymous lead character, a Midwestern hitman who travels to Los Angeles to kill someone and then finds himself joining the local, they say art scene. Let's be honest here. He wa- he decides he wants to become an actor. It's bitten by the acting bug. Um, the series premiered on March 25th, 2018 on HBO, so very recent, um, and apparently has already already been renewed for a second season. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that's sort of the premise and the breakdown right there. Um, he's basically like a low-rent hitman. He doesn't seem to make very much money. Um, he works out of... Um, like the the Midwest, I guess. He says Cleveland, but is he actually from Cleveland? I, or he just... I don't know. I don't know if that was like off the cuff or if he got scared know. and told them the truth. Before he goes to L.A., his his connect tells him, Fuchs, is that his name? Fuchs, the connect thing? yeah. Tells him, we're flying, <laughs> flying out of the Ontario airport, which is two hours away from wherever he is. Yeah. Um, but it's Ontario, you know, 
some town in America. Yeah. The joke is like, he's like, how much cheaper was that? And it's like, no, you got to cover your tracks, Barry. You could be flying out to LA for no reason. He's like, so it was, it was real cheap. Quite a, quite a bit it was, cheaper. It was a yeah. lot cheaper. Um, so yes. Yeah, so Bill Hader plays, um, Barry Berkman, um, Stephen Root as Monroe Fuchs, as I said, uh, Sarah Goldberg. The most of the other people are pretty un- unknown. Hey, now. What? Who plays the acting coach? Oh, Caitlin. Um, so speaking of the hall of heroes, uh, Henry Winkler, the God, Henry Winkler, <laughs> the Godhead, Henry Winkler. Um, and then a whole bunch of other fun characters, but pretty unknown actors. I yeah. Would say. Um, yeah, it's, I guess he, so he goes to LA to do this hit and it, we have some Chechnyans. Chechnyans, yes. The Chechnyans, we'll get back to the Chechnyans, are the, amazing. The lead Chechnyan, his wife has been caught dallying. With her trainer. With her personal trainer. The personal trainer is who Barry tracks to the acting class and kind of inadvertently, does he get thrown on stage to do a scene with him or um, do a scene with the personal trainer? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He gets at the personal trainer's guy, um, he can't make it, so he grabs um, Barry and they end up on stage together. <laughs> Doing a scene from True Romance where the, the Ryan Madison character yep. is playing a Jamaican. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and then they... Uh, Everybody just thinks he's there for the art class and he gets taken out for drinks with them. And ba- I mean, basically the crux is that Barry does not really have a life. And that he, so he, he was a soldier in Iraq. Afghanistan. Um, was it Afghanistan? I believe he said Afghanistan. Oh. I think he said Afghanistan. He was a soldier. He's come back from the war. Mad he, PTSD. Mad P- PTSD, but also a lot of depression. Didn't have a drive, didn't have a goal. Um, and basically, Fuchs, who's a friend of his father's, had kind of brings him in on this. Um, and then he had a purpose, um, was happy, and now that depression has come back. It reared its ugly head. And the thing that's made him happy is this acting and these people um, who he says, you know, are really nice and um, are interested in him. And he's interested in this whole acting thing. Yep, don't want to do it anymore. But yeah, circumstances. Yep. Uh, basically, the the things that what sets everything off is you know, Chechnyan mob, not the most trusting group in the world. No. So they catch Barry driving his mark. Yep. This Ryan Madison character, the personal trainer. Barry's pretty passive in a lot of this stuff with the acting yes. people. Who yes, basically yes. he gets you know, he gets roped into stuff. He doesn't really assert himself well. No. So when it's like. The girl he likes in the acting group is like, you know, Ryan's drunk and you give him a ride home type of thing. He does. Mm-hmm. Ryan, because Ryan's drunk, he's very emotional and ends up like giving Barry a hug about his, you know, will I ever be an actor type of shit? Yep. Do I have any talent? The Chechnyans are down the street watching this, mm-hmm. waiting to see what would happen when they, when they got back. See this, now no longer trust Barry to do the job. When Barry finally does get it together and is that episode two or episode three? I think it's he, episode two. It's episode two. Um, no shit. It's the end of episode one where he goes back, isn't it? Isn't that, was that oh, what they leave it on? Oh, yeah. So by the end of the first episode, Barry is now kind of, you know, Fuchs is kind of like, been like, get this done. Yeah. Like, you got to do this. Um, or the Chechnyans have called him and asked him what's up type of thing. So he goes back to kill the Ryan Madison character, has a look in his car. Ryan Madison's there, already dead. Yep. Looks down the street. Chechnyans in the car, including a very inept sniper yes. <laughs> who can't work his rifle very good. And Hater's just walking down the street going like, just don't. Don't point the gun at me. Don't do it. Don't point the gun at me. 
And he does. And Barry caps all three of them. Well, almost all three of them. Yep. So what is his name? I can't remember, but I have to look it up now because he's like my favorite <laughs> character. So the Chechenian second in command ends up surviving. And basically, Barry and Fuchs get abducted by the Chechenians. And basically, they want to put Barry to work for them or they're going to kill uh, Fuchs. The only, one of the few people he actually cares about. So it's Barry simultaneously trying to juggle his blossoming acting career. Not really, but yeah. his interest in acting, the thing that he's has brought light to his life after so long with just the demands of the job he's been doing up to this point. Yeah. Um, and the Chechenian who I love is Hank. I thought he had a real like benign name, but yeah. yes, his name is Hank. Who I love so much. So this is a show that in one moment will be super absurd. Yeah. And then in the next, we'll have a gentleman getting his teeth filed down. Oh, that was like... <laughs> We didn't think they were going to show it. Hadn't seen that before. Oh, it was brutal. Yeah. I kept on holding my yeah. face. Hadn't, just. hadn't seen that before. Yeah. So we're juggling a lot of moods in this show. We're also juggling like, so it's not just about, you know, gangs and hitmen and people getting their teeth filed down. It's also the absurdity of acting. <laughs> Trying to make your way. And in the ridiculousness of Los Angeles. The ridiculousness of Los Angeles, the ridiculousness about becoming an actor, and the ridiculousness of the people, right? Um, and I'm sure they've encountered these people, right? I'm sure these, oh, absolutely. these types are types that they've run the into. The kind of delusion. I mean, you have to be delusional to even try it, right? Delusional, like, selfish. Narcissistic. Yeah. Um, I guess, uh, what's her name? Sa- Sally? Sarah? I think it's... I don't remember. But, I mean... The main female character. Fr- from the standpoint of being a professional hitman, yeah, she's the worst. Oh, yeah. She does not need to be in your life. <laughs> no. Like, and she's very manipulative and very needy yeah self-absorbed completely self-absorbed um because he's basically to save fuchs he's been tasked with killing a bolivian yes i think and he's parked waiting about to take a shot on this guy mm-hmm. gets informed by the chechenians he can't do it then because they've <laughs> they've mailed him a bullet they've mailed the bolivian a bullet you know real flair for the dramatic there yeah shipping dhl <laughs> So, you know, let him know, let him know, send it shipped shipped out when it arrived, when they get the notification that it was signed for, then, then that's when Barry should go. So he's like basically killing time to wait for this bullet to be delivered. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous, wonderful conversation. And the guy who plays the Chechenian is amazing. (laughs) Absolutely Um, amazing. So while he's killing time waiting for this, he's like, you know, this will call her Sally. It might be Sarah, but. Um, I feel like it might actually be selling. You might be right on that. But anyway, she like, hey, can you run lines with me? Can you drive me to this audition? Yeah, can you she, wait for me? She I ends need- up meeting a uh, somebody she met on a previous job yeah. from like a pilot or a series that didn't get picked up type of thing. And she was the lead on the failed show. And now on this show, her, someone who was a supporting character is the lead. And she's basically been called in as a favor, yeah. which fucks her up because she can't get it together enough. And she blows the audition calling up Barry, can you come see me? And like, if you had any doubt as to what you're supposed to think about this character, the fact that she's on the phone incessantly. Yeah. So <laughs> Barry kills the dude right quick. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I'll be there in half an hour. Goes in the, goes into the house. He should be waiting to, to outside to snipe him. Out. Yeah. But he just goes in the house and strangles him to death. Um, 
comes out, rockets to her house, and she's just on the phone incessantly about her circumstances. Yeah. Although it was mildly funny. It was. It was just nonstop talking, and his car, like, zips by, and she's like, blah, blah, and you can't believe it. And like, like, I swear to God, like, she probably had work done. It's like, I think you just, you just drove by my house. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I only had time to get to episode three. I'm going to watch all of it. Yes. I, I presume you are as well. I think yes. we're both big fans of what this is doing. Yes. As weirdly as it's doing it, like if I said the premise to anybody, if I gave anybody the elevator pitch for this, it yeah. sounds terrible. Well, it as, sounds like a Max Landis show. Like, so, so as the act, so that he basically Barry's supposed to come back to do his audition to be part of this acting group. What did um, he give him to do? Oh no, um, Glengarry Glen Ross. Yes, the Alec Baldwin character. I think. I think so. Yeah, because he specifically says the film. Yeah, and the Baldwin character was only in the movie. So, yeah. um, so. He he doesn't show up, and this is like in the second episode, I think, mm. um, and or maybe it's the first. I can't remember, but he basically goes up to him, and then um, the Winkler character, the, yeah, the Winkler yes. character just is like, uh, "Oh, uh, you have no truth to you." And then Barry basically goes off on this truth thing about like how he's he was in the. This is when you find out that he. I mean, more about... You get his whole origin story. He basically, yeah. like, goes into how he became an assassin. Everything Caitlin said at the top about yeah. his history as a vet. And, and then, as the Winkler character says, well, that premise is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of, like, tr- like, but I like what you're doing with that. I mean, yeah, of course. He's just like, what's that from? Yeah. You didn't improv that. Like, yeah. He's just telling the truth. But, yeah, yeah. The, the premise is ridiculous. If I were to tell somebody, it's like, oh, my God, have you seen Barry? And they're like, what's this about? Well, no, I never heard of it. What's it about? It's like an HBO, it's an HBO show starring Bill Hader as an assassin. Okay, right there. Yeah. That doesn't seem to fit. No. Who uh, ends up in Los Angeles and decides to become an actor. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> but the show is surprising. <laughs> I'm surprised by how good it was. And things that are surprising are like also the police in the show. <laughs> Like just the password part. Oh They've my got God. this. So the the Chechenian we love. They get a dash cam Hank, off of the uh, who who loves using cameras. A, li- just, a lipstick camera. He calls yeah. it because it looks like a lipstick. Holder. Um, they get so the police find this lipstick camera in the car they were in before Bill Hader tries to blow them all away. Um, but Hank escapes and. They're trying to retrieve this footage, but it's like a, a Chechenian make. So they like, they can't, they're it's looking like up like YouTube, YouTube videos. videos to try and figure it out. And this is like the tech team. And like they need, they figure out they need an adapter. And like finally. The lead investigator comes in. And, and she starts doing, she's like, well, how, there's only four, they need a password now. and Four digit password. Four digit password. And she's like, well, how hard that can that be? You just started 001. Okay. It's not the one. 002, 003. And of course. It locks, as anyone who has a phone would know. It does. She's like, did did you know that was going to happen and you didn't say anything? And they're like, yes. Yeah, we thought you were going to yell at us. Um, now, so we're both very much on board with this show. Yeah. The juggling of moods is interesting. And I appreciate that there's no... Was, was the joke they always say? There's no, you know, Barry's not going to look himself in the mirror and go like, "I'm not a bad man." No. Like he's not going to have that. He's not going to have that moment. No. But I feel like there's going, and I think of this more with you in regards to like stressful things. You don't like things that stress you out. You don't I like. Don't. You don't like suspense. I don't. I've heard enough talk about this show, mm-hmm. and I've heard enough. I've had things spoiled for me for this show 
but I hadn't even seen a frame of it yet. So when they mentioned eh, this happens to this person, I don't know the names, so I don't. It will still surprise me when I go to watch it. Right. And I did take away enough that like the show's gonna go dark. Right. Because Barry's going to have some decisions to make mm-hmm. as he is pursued. As other jobs are given to him, as he's forced to do other things, he will have choices to make, and he makes them. Right. People you like, people we like now, might not make it through the season. So here's the thing. I don't really like anyone. Well, okay. That's fine. Then. Yeah. And I think <laughs> okay, almost... Li- okay, likes his berry, so... I think that's almost the point. And Hank. But I don't really like... Hank's still a bad guy. Um, I just think he's, he's just an enjoy. He's just a funny Chechen and mobster. He- weird. <laughs> Super weird. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's kind of the point of the show. There's but no like, really I think it's like... going to be a thing where like an innocent will get involved and it's like does, uh, something to do there. I think there will be something to do with Barry having to choose to kill an innocent or not. And I think he does. Right. Is there like, I've heard that there are like the show turns corners where you're like, as far as like, you know, is Barry a good man? No, he's not. He's a professional killer. Like yeah. this is what he does. And if it's, you know, get caught, or murder an innocent, though, he's going to murder an innocent. Here's the thing. And he's... See, this is why I'm surprised. So a big point of his was that the people he murdered were bad guys. Yeah. They were terrible people. They were mobsters and stuff like that. The guy he's supposed to kill at the beginning... What's his name again? The Ryan player? Madison. Ryan. That's right, Ryan. He's not a bad guy. No. He's actually a nice guy. He just pissed somebody off. Yeah. Um, and Barry doesn't end up really killing him, but that... I'd he was be gonna. Yes, he was about to. I'm surprised of that that turn. Um, which leaves things like a sec- the idea of a second season in somewhat confusing as well. Because it's like, well, where do you go and can you hang with that if the show's going to go? Thus far, they have proven to me three episodes in that they can juggle the tones, the bizarre tones of this show. Like, yeah. <laughs> episode two, he's on the phone with Sally for the first time. Yeah. When the Chechnyans roll into the apartment and kidnap them. <laughs> and like Fuchs is getting the shit beat out of him. But then, he can't hear him because the door's closed. Barry walks in and like gets a gun put to his temple type of thing. And then they end up in the like Chechnyans garage. And Fuchs is just screaming at him. It's like, you couldn't fucking hear me? <laughs> like, I, was, I was on the phone. I had the door closed. Like, no, I'm sorry. Um, Like it's a dark show. Mm-hmm. And... I would even say, I think some people won't be ready for Hater playing this type of role. Really? I think so. He's played it before. I think if you're used to Stefan, Happy Fun, Go Lucky, Bill Hater, him playing an assassin is going to be a, (laughs) that might be a leap for some. I don't think so. I mean, is it Madoka Magica level weird or like, (laughs) like fucked up dark yet? I don't know. We'll see. We will see, and we're going to see, and we'll give you further updates as we go along. But I mean, for now, for me anyway, it's a solid eight. Yeah, I'd say so. It's definitely, for this time of year, television-wise, yeah, like, it's good. ain't a lot out there. No. But this is this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people are like, you know, always handing out the championship belts, and they're like, you know, it was between Atlanta and Killing Eve. I'm like, mm, this might take it. This might take Killing Eve's spot in that conversation. I think so. Um, as far as assassin shows go, this one's much better. <laughs> for assassin shows, Caitlin much prefers Barry over Killing Eve. There yep. you go. She said it. Yeah. I just wish Sandra Oh was in Barry. Shots fired! And Sandra Oh was in Barry. Yeah, you got the perfect show then. Yeah. 
Sandra Oh played the cop in Barry. <gasps> Perfect. Done deal. Yep. So I'm not crazy about the actress playing the cop on this. Really? Yeah, she's not. She doesn't seem like that great an actress yet. I don't know. Oh, okay. Or that great a cop. How do you not know that <laughs> the camera's going to lock? I know. She's you old. Clearly put an X up the first time you typed one in and there were three slots. Like, you should have figured that out. Well, that's on your HBOs. Yeah. So go on. So take you, a look. So if you got an HBO, if you got an HBO on demand to steal, mm-hmm. get on that. And, or go bother your friends talk or your, to your Talk to your rich friends or your parents. <laughs> Your parents definitely have HBO. They don't even know it. Probably not. Yeah. They bought it for, they bought the, they got the cable package for like, you know, the NHL. Yeah. Season pass. Totally ended up, dead. ended up with HBO. They don't even know it. Yep. All that content. That. Visit, visit your parents. <laughs> visit your parents and, you know, check out some Barry. And, and, and we would be and? remiss if we didn't say <laughs> smooth half hours. Oh Yeah. It's perfect at half hour. Fly by. Perfect at half hour. They just fly by. Yeah. So not enough good things that we can say about Barry. We will keep on it and we will get back to you in future weeks. Yeah. We're we're technically on a hiatus as you're listening to this. We got the week off, so maybe we'll have we'll probably have watched some more. I'll probably have finished it by now. I'll but. probably watch. I'm in Port Hope at the time. Right now, like I'm helping oh no, when you're listening to this, I've I've been to Port Hope. I've helped my dad hopefully sell some things at the farmers market. Ooh. And then I've come home um by this time. So what's, I probably will have finished. What's it. he selling at the farmers market? Furniture? Um, yeah, because he's an expert carpenter. Amazing. Yeah. You should come down to Port Hope. <laughs> oh well not now. It's too late now. Too late now, but you know. But keep an eye on the uh, the local events for yeah. Port Hope, and if there's another farmers market, my dad might be there. Get yourself some. We'll see how some it goes. McKinnon originals. Yeah. Well, friends, thank you so much for hanging for this madcap. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good for a banked episode. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Normally, bank episodes don't have this type of this level of fire on them, but and they're usually not quite this they're long. Not this long. They're like an hour tops, <laughs> and we're like, we have nothing else to talk about. Oh God. But we definitely don't want to see each other anymore today. So we're going to wrap this up. We are. Right now. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening every week. As you do, friends, if you have any comments, questions, thoughts about Barry, thoughts about Miss Hokusai from last week, if you haven't sent your thoughts on, on that yet, you can, and what you need from your narratives, you can add us. You can add us on Twitter. Get up off Twitter. Geek Down Pod. Geek Down Pod. I didn't say what it was. I was going to be like, add us on Twitter. <laughs> figure, figure it out. At Geek Down Pod. On Instagram at Geek Down Pod. Email address. Geekdownpod at gmail.com. Yeah, or you can hit up the old dicey, vaguely smells like chlorine from the old health club that was in there <laughs> at one point, but it's since closed up. Empty Galleria Mall at Facebook. www.facebook.com forward slash Geekdownpod. Get at us on there. Thanks to all the new, hello to all the new listeners and likers, if we're still promoting posts. Yeah, <laughs> and we will be. And you found us recently. Thanks for hanging as you do with us every week, friend. We will be back live and in time again next week. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. I'm just trying to make you smile so you smile when you talk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good times. You know, there's literally, literally not another person on this planet I would want to do this with. Thank you. Fuck. (laughs) God damn it. It just wouldn't fucking, it just wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work with anyone.